Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. You know, I love the opportunity to come out and come across your airwaves and your broadcasts. You honor us. And I hope this, uh, uh, this broadcast finds you well, wherever you're at today. I hope that you're serving God. Uh, you know, we've been going on with our study in the book of Proverbs and we're in chapter 19. We want to talk about that in a minute, but we've been starting with a characteristic of PTSD and we, we want to keep that going. So with me is a friend of mine, Kevin Robb. And uh, so Kevin kind of came through town. I said, Kevin, let's do a few podcasts together. And at the same time, you know, we'll get to know each other. Long time, uh, 30-something year missionary, church planner, uh, just kind of been through junk like the rest of us, been up hills, been down on the valleys. And, you know, uh, uh, every once in a while, uh, he's just helped a ton of folks out there. And every once in a while, he comes through and sees me. We get to hang out and kind of what we're doing right now. So hello, Kevin. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Doug. Yeah, I'm so glad you came by. And we're we're actually uh, recording this. So this is the day after Memorial Day that we're sitting down and we're recording this. I think it's like May 31st, the last day of May, but we're excited about being with you. So the characteristic, you know, folks, as I go through and look at these and pick these things out, I think about what we're going through, what those of us who suffer from PTSD are, are going through, what those mountains we're trying to climb now, those, those things that the devil wants to have a stronghold over us with. And one of those things, my friends, and I want you to think about this, is shame. Shame is one of those things. You know, it's a consequence, consequence of sin or what you think was sin. It's a consequence on something we went through and, and, and things of that nature. It's like feelings of guilt and shame. It's almost like this uh, earthly, I think, human, human acknowledgement of uh, these terrible things. And boy, the devil will make you shameful. Boy, the devil will use shame against you. The devil, uh, it's just out there. You know, in the New Testament, I, was, I did a word study on this last night. It deepens and uh, it expands really, you know, what the concept of shame looks like. But I want you to know that a disciple of Christ, a Christian, a saint, someone who's accepted Jesus Christ as the long as their Lord and Savior, uh, that person stands with him unashamedly. But the devil doesn't want you to know that. The devil wants you to operate in the lost zone. The devil wants you to operate where things are going bad. The devil wants you to operate where, you know, there is no beauty. Uh, there is no uh, there is no good. There's nothing going on there. Uh, there's nothing of value. And, I mean, Kevin, we get here, and what do you think about when you think about this word shame? Well, I, th- I think about how you were just talking about the, you know, the, the conscience and the idea of you just feel guilt. And, you know, I got saved back in 79. When I gave my heart to Christ, <clears throat> I had a, uh, you know, a weight that I didn't even know was there. And I was in my bedroom. I had a Bible. 
And um, I had been just a selfish, full-of-yourself type of guy, just a jerk. And when I, um, when I gave my heart to the Lord, and I said, Lord, if you want to come into my life and save me, I didn't know the gospel hardly at all. I just knew a few simple things. Yeah. <clears throat> but at the moment of salvation, my conscience became cleared. I'm telling you, all the junk, things I did not know. The Bible says, you know, he'll forgive us of all our unrighteousness. So uh, all And he's quick stuff. to do that, too, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> and it was immediate. So yeah. this is what I think about. When I think of shame, I think about how my conscience stopped condemning me at that, at that moment, but the devil didn't. And the, ac- the accuser of the brethren, you know, the old, uh, the old devil, Satan, um, he came with... Um, you know, just reminders. And so even though my conscience was clear by the blood of the lamb, you know, the Bible says, uh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit uh, offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living and true God. When my conscience became clear, that meant God was good with me. He accepted me. But man, I really became aware that, um, the devil and anyone else that believed the devil was not good about it. And so they would continue the devil and his demons and, and some of my lost friends, people that knew yeah. me, whatever, people that weren't on the side of, you know, weren't in tune with God, I, I guess you could say, brought brought shame. And boy, I tell you what, you know, David said, uh, Lord, you know, protect me. Don't let me be brought to shame. Yeah. And, and so... You know, I'm just kind of going on and just saying that the, the Lord is not the author of shame unless there's a good reason. But once we get cleansed by the blood of Jesus, I'm just so thankful that that um, we then have the tools to go out from there and begin to, you know, kind of hold our head up high and say, you know, I don't care what you say. Yeah, the devil, I'm clean. I'm clean now. And, and you know, the, the, the I think you're you know, you hit the nail right on the head. I think you're spot on. I'm. I'm reminded of Proverbs 11 too, when pride cometh, then cometh. It's something we've covered here in this mm. study. Then cometh shame, but with the lowly, with the lowly is wisdom. And uh, brethren, I'm telling you, when we're in that pride zone, not only does it mess up our relationship with God, not only does it, uh, which is the most terrible thing, is getting in the way of fellowship with God, it gets in the way of all kinds of things. When we're prideful, uh, that's where the shame comes from, because then all of a sudden we're looking at everything with pride. We can't measure up. Uh, that's why we need a God. We all fall short of the glory of God. We can't measure up to the knuckleheads in this world. We can't measure up to those people who want to hurt us. We we can't, and we don't have to. We got a God for that. And uh, and, and folks, let me tell you, I am so glad we have a God for that. So if you're out there today, and and I know that shame is a brush that strokes across a lot of PTSD heads. I get that. I'm there with you. My hands in the air. I've been there. But I also know that we serve a God. We serve a God that is so great that he hides our sin as far as the east is from the west. We serve a God that is so great that when he says it's over, it's over. We don't have to wake up and rehash this and redo this. And and friends, I know there's some of you out there who've been through terrible things and terrible relationships and terrible. We could name every terrible between Brother Kevin and I probably right now over the next five minutes, we could do nothing but name terribles. But here's the great thing. All we have to say is Jesus on the other side of that. 
You know, the opposite of terrible, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the answer to your shame, Jesus. <clears throat> you know, the answer to pride, Jesus. You want to be lowly? Come to that lowly Savior who came to the cross for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm telling you, that's where life gets good. So, folks, I just want to say this to you. We're going to shut down this shame thing, but I wanted to cover this. Say This is something God I thought had given me, and 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 that's this. Listen, shame is, uh, it's, it's a condemnation from the devil. We tell you all the time in my book, I broke down the difference between condemnation and conviction. Conviction comes from mm-hmm. God. It always goes forward. It always makes things better. It always takes care of things. It always puts your sin as far as the East is from the West. It, uh, it always turns things around and makes things okay. Condemnation, you say, wait a minute, old devil, get behind me, dude. Yeah, you know, Jesus right. has got this covered, and and uh, thank you for that. So here we are, anyway. We're in Proverbs. We we continue on in the book of Proverbs. We're in chapter 19. We're in verse 10. We we know this chapter is talking about fools and family life, and boy, there's some fools out here in Proverbs, and certainly I fall into Proverbs all the time. I have to get regrouped, and that's why we're in the Word of God this morning. And it says delight there in verse 10 is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. And, you know, I see that word delight, and I, and I, I wanted to look at kind of delight. And, you know, to me, it's delight, luxury, doing great, you know, a different level there of words. Uh, and, and there's a sense that some of these wisdom rejection fools, that they enjoy these great luxuries. And, uh, and God's word is reminding us that, you know, hey, this is not seemly for a fool. This is, this is not fitting for a fool. A fool should have and, does, and will not have any of the luxuries of God. And, and, then, it, and then it talks about, and, and it kind of compares this with this Hebrew parallelism. It kind of does this comparison where it, it goes on at the other side of that verse, Brother Kevin, and it says, much less for a servant to have rule over the princes. So we don't get the lowest, lowly servant that just came in, just started started his job and give him rule over a prince. And uh, so folks, let me tell you, you want luxury. You're not going to get God's luxury. You're not going to get God's delight. You're not going to get the good stuff from God as a fool. The good stuff from God comes from wisdom, comes at the cross. It comes at the foot of the cross. And, Amen. and uh, you're not going to be a, a prince serving for God unless you're at the foot of that cross. So Kevin, what are you thinking as we look at that verse? Well, I'm thinking about how, yeah, a lot of people want to take the shortcut, don't they? Yeah. Cut the cut corners. And um, uh, I like Wendy's burgers. They don't cut the corners. But you know what? Other than that, generally speaking, we don't have um, blessing without the character and the, and the sacrifice that goes into right. the blessing. Yeah. You know, Jesus paid it all. And, and that takes care of the sin issue. But, you know, I can't help thinking that before man... You know, this talking about before prince, you know, rule over princes, um, you know, those those things honor before man. It it, it it's it's earned. It really is. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and folks, you know, things aren't just given away. Uh, you know, we get saved. Of course, he gives us grace. He gives us salvation. But then we have to buckle up and strap in and go through the sanctification and the service and serving God and, uh, uh, you know, and having the fruits of righteousness and, and, and things that we got to check in, man. We, we, we don't get the late. You know, when you go through the Army, you you join. When you join, you're a member of the United States Army, man. You get an ID card. You can go to PX. You can go to commissary. You can go rent things. You can do whatever you want. But, boy, you don't stay there. You don't stay as a private. You just start working 
working. Now, in God's army, you stay as a private, but you learn a whole lot. And so think about that, folks. We got some work to do. We got some sanctification to do. And uh, if God's going to give us rule, if things are going to happen, we need to get that right. Hey, listen, folks, take one second here and let the stations identify themselves, and we'll be right back. What a great verse. So thankful to be back with you folks here today. And, and look at it. Then we get down to verse number 11, Brother Kevin, there. And it says, the discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. So it goes on there, and it starts talking about the discretion. So it's almost like the discretion makes a man slow to anger. You know, when you have, when you can think. You know, just recently, Brother Kevin, I was talking to, a, uh, I, I'm working with several married couples, and one of the couples I'm talking to is, and I, I was talking to one of the spouses, and I'm like, now remember, remember to breathe. Discretion is a great part of, of uh, life, you know, being able to take a breath and think about so things, you know, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. I mean, am I taking this right? Is this coming in right? And, uh, uh, and then his glory is to overlook transgressions, you know, that overlook in there. And it says, uh, uh, and it says, and it is his glory to pass over, you know, to let that slide by. What are you thinking, brother? Man, you know, I'm thinking of the this day and age. This is so utterly important because uh, through social media, there's a real, um, uh, you know, there's a vulnerability. Whenever you post something, yeah, I, I've noticed. I may post the 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 most just you know generic statement. I Seems mean, innocuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just some forwarded meme that yeah. I really liked. I thought, man, that was good. You know. Yeah. And then you may get just blasted by someone who's just got a beef about something, and you know, it may not be with me personally. It might just be, it triggered something. It yeah. triggered them. Yeah. And um and I you know you get to witness sometimes the way other people handle um, an attack, and they just. You know, you can just tell that they're thinking, I don't have to take this. And they come back and they just launch on a big Facebook thing. And sometimes, you know, they don't know better yet and they're going to be schooled. Yeah. But, um, you know, one thing that I've just really come to appreciate is it's best just to let it go. Just yeah. let it go. It, it says pass over yeah. a transgression. So a transgression means someone crossed the line. Yeah. So it's real hard for me. I have a hard time when I think, Boy, that guy really crossed the line. Why did he go there? Why did he, you know, why did he say that? And it may be uh, someone else's posts. And I may think, um, boy, why did they, you know, even enter into that? What? And so it's it's so tempting just to enter into the fray over something. But, um, you know, I, lear I lear learned this a long ago. The scripture that says, he that keepeth his mouth or his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble soul this the, the this you know that's where we get psychology from uh, as far as you know the greek word for soul suke but um you know the idea even in the old testament is the you know, your emotional health and um it's it's when you pass over a transgression it is all about i am am protecting my heart and whatever they need god knows that they've got this issue yeah yeah and me me uh Passing over the transgression is going to help everyone best. And a lot of times it makes the best testimony for them to say, wow, you know, you didn't jump on this thing, right. and I really appreciate it. Well, and, and you know what it comes down to, too, Kevin? I've, I've told the folks this a hundred times who listened uh, to this broadcast is, first of all, half of the population are knuckleheads. We, we've got to, you know, that's not something we assume. We know that. 
you know? And thankfully, most of them don't listen to this podcast. People, uh, this broadcast, people listen to this broadcast. I mean, they got their heads right, praise God. They, you know, they've been hanging around reading from the Bible. But we got to remember something, too. There are people out there who have no lives. They just sit around and want to judge other people and point to other people and point out inadequacies. And the people who do this are usually the biggest jerks and the biggest knuckleheads you ever... They're usually the biggest, uh, I think... You know, I think they're the the... They're the people who are the biggest fools out of the whole bunch of the ones who want to point everybody out and say, look at this guy. He does this, or his wife's like this, or they do that. or Come on, shut up about that. Those people make me sick. I'm telling you what. I get a little bit of vomit in my mouth just thinking about that crowd. Yes, and, and, uh, but thank God, you know, and they're out there, man. We're not immune to those people. We see them. We we live near them. You know, we got to love them and uh, let God uh, pull them into the crowd, suck them in, hold them, you know, and things of that nature. And verse 12 says, the king's wrath is as a roaring lion, but his favor is as the dew upon the grass. Now, a roaring lion, uh, just the roar of a lion by itself is enough for me. I went on a safari a few years back over there in Kenya, and they had us on this bus that had make-believe walls and stuff. You know, it was like chicken wire fence. And here's these, you know, 250, 300 pounds lions that are uh you know bigger than the back seat of my chevy truck and mm-hmm. and you know these things coming up and roaring and i mean it would shake the truck now remember during world war ii they shut off all the lights all the noises in the zoo in london because of the bomb tax they shut off the bomb attacks they shut off all electricity the tube the underground subways everything and everything was perfectly silent everybody hiding hiding and they could hear lions seven miles away roaring they were so confused where did all the noise go you know what's going on so it's a pretty scary thing all in itself when you hear a lion but uh, when a lion's throaty you know he could take you out yeah. um but you know this going on is uh the king's wrath is like that man uh you know if you have a king his wrath can be bad and uh, but then his favor is as dew upon the grass, you know, feeding that grass, making the grass look better, making it green, making the grass stand up with pride. If you got the right side here, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I think of that, there's um, there's some instruction in this verse, isn't there? The ki- the king the king's wrath. So I think about um, it says his favor is as dew upon the grass. So there's wrath versus favor, and the and the results of each. Um, kings are oftentimes not good guys, but whether yeah. they're good or not, um, that office that they have, and whether or not they got the office by legitimate means, um, because they hold the office, they can help you or they can hurt you. And you know, Joseph in the in the Old Testament, um, Daniel, they had some pretty bad dudes for uh, the king, you know, the Pharaoh or the or or Nebuchadnezzar or whoever. But but did not these guys get favor with those guys, and because they um, had an excellent spirit, these. Uh, Wicked kings sometimes got saved and certainly were a blessing to the people who, who um, you know, as it were, passed over the transgression of the king. And, I, and I'm thinking about the application. I deal with um, commanders, chaplains, and so forth, and so do you. Um, some of those guys are just not respectable. And you meet them and you realize they, 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 they're wolves. They care not for the flock. You know, they're hirelings. But they've got this rank and they're either going to help me or hurt me. And, uh, and so I'll either let them go by and wait for a change of command or I'll, you know, I'll try to get their favor with, with wise words and an excellent spirit. 
And the Bible says, against such there is no law. The excellent spirit is, uh, is what they're looking for, and it's, it's legal to bring to the table, and it's a help to us and to them. Absolutely, and that's something. You know, we got to think about this today. What are we getting out of this today? Well, first of all, uh, you know, we need, to, we need to serve God in such a way that we enjoy his delight. Uh, we need to serve God in such a way uh, that he, he allows us to be part of his ministry in a special way that we get to share the gospel with people and do those things. And we got to have discretion. Uh, and, and I like what brother Kevin had said about discretion, especially, boy, let me tell you something, folks, that this whole social media piece is crazy, man. And, uh, you know, don't get caught up in the, you said, he said, she's everybody out there is a theologian. First year Bible student. One time I put something out there like, you know, the Bible says this. And a first year Bible student at college gave me a four page paper he had written and it was flawed. And you know, people were out there correcting him. And I, I was just kind of trying to leave him alone. I was going to delete it. But when the 18th person got out there and corrected point number two, I thought it was maybe a lesson for the young man that his hermeneutics were a little bit off with where he was going and, and the interpretation of the Bible, the what, when, where, why, you know, we don't just grab a Bible verse. We want to know what, when, where, why we want to know what it's about. So we're doing the right thing. But, but folks, I I think this, this is what I think. I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we want to have favor, uh, especially among God and then other people. And we're not going to have that favor when we're knuckleheads. I'm just yeah. being honest with you. We're not going to have that favor when our whole lives and ministry are built a foundation, built on a foundation made of sand and cards and lies and, and hearsay and heresy. And, and, and folks are, our favor comes from a great relationship with God. And you know, you want to get rid of that shame in your life. Yeah. Jesus. You know, I'm telling you, uh, that's where it goes. That's where that's where you got to give it. That's where you got to plug it in. That's where you say, "Listen, man, I, I have some of this, and and I know some of you do. I have some of it." But I'll tell you, when it shows up, you got to realize where shame comes from. It comes with the pride. You got to check yourself that day and say, "God, am I being prideful? Where's this shame coming from?" And if I'm not God, please take this. You know, the Holy Spirit of God indwells within your heart. You got everything you need to put on that armor we talk about over there in the Book of Ephesians. You got it. Just put it on and say, get behind me, devil, and not today. This mm. is not your day. This is not your life. I'm not that guy. I'm not that gal. I, I'm going with God. I'm moving forward. And, uh, folks, that's where we're at. We just got to move forward. We got to trust God. We got to put our faith in God. We got to just come at it from that perspective. Man, I did a lot of talking. Let me tell you a couple things real quick. So we're just giving Stephanie, as we have been this last month, month or so, we've been trying to catch up on some podcasts, and we've had some guests come through. Stephanie has not went anywhere. We're not mad at each other. To the contrary, we, uh, we still work together and do podcasts. It's just eight kids fitting things in and guests coming through. We're going to make some podcasts for you guys. And uh, now remember, we're working, moving forward on the retreat. We'd love to talk to you about our ministry. If you would like to have a Zoom call with me or maybe Stephanie or both of us or my wife, whatever the case may be, reach out to me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We'll get a hold of you. We'll talk to you about that. We want you to partner with us. We want you to be uh, feel comfortable. We want to help you if you've got a problem. Helpful Wounded Spirits. We talk to people every day. We saw two people save lives week from this podcast so we want to help you listen we love you folks we're looking forward to talking to you real soon hey have a great day out there put a smile on that face and throw that shame like a fastball right back at the devil and uh, pull that holy spirit out there and put them out in front of you all right folks god bless you have a great day
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.